Well, welcome everyone. It's that time of the week again, and it's time for Stand in the Gap. We're especially excited tonight because we are welcoming a guest for the first time, Sandra Lane Garmeyer. Did I pronounce it right? Yes. I go by Sandy Lane Garmeyer. Sandy Lane Garmeyer. Sandy, okay. Sandy, so welcome. And uh, Sandy, I just briefly met. We were attending a church service online, and she had a prophetic words. Those of you that first time you're hearing this, um, if you ever read a Bible, you're going to see that there were prophets in the Bible, Isaiah, Ezekiel. So anyway, what a prophet is, is somebody that channels the voice of God. They stick their head in the eternal realm, which is the permanent realm. And I'm not going to go in that. I'll save another show for that. But you can look up quantum and, and find the scientific behind the, we're in the temporal realm. The, the realm of time and space is temporary and the quantum realm or the spirit realm, some people call it as the permanent realm. So what happens is prophets put their head in that realm. God does it. They don't, they don't access it, just access them and they speak for God. So she actually has a major prophetic word and it fits into what this show is all about. It's called the resurrection of America and we're excited to have her on. So we're going to speak to her in a moment on that. And uh, they shook their head and get into the prophetic realm and they release what God's message is for this time. And so it's a true sign of a prophet is that they walk in what we call the office of the prophet. So they're actually ordained as a, what does ordination mean? Somebody in the body of Christ has actually validated their gift. There's many gifts. You can read about that. Not, not really trying to educate people. I kind of want to just give you a grid for what's happening. So you can find out more about Sandy. She'll talk to you about how to get, reach out to her. So those of you that really resonate with the message, you can get more information from her. She's also an artist. So she's got a whole bunch of artwork as well. And she's a new author. Her book's not out yet. But remind me of the title again, uh, God is Jealous for You. Is that the title? God is Jealous for You. Yeah, God is Jealous for You. So that it will either be on the shelf by the time the show airs. If it's not, you can reach out to it to let you know where to get the book down the road. So I'm going to turn it over to the main man, Mr. Van. Go ahead, Aaron. Hey, what's up, everybody? Just wanted to just give a little reminder. Check out our website, standinthegap.live, where you can get up-to-date blogs that we post. You can see where we're broadcasting this on what podcast platforms and just new events, guest speakers, and also, yeah, a place where we can come together and uh, you can comment on there. You can, there's a Facebook chat where you can leave comments and questions and see if there's something that you want on the show. We can do that. Uh, also, it's a place where if you want to support and partner with us, uh, we have a Patreon account where you can be a monthly supporter. And then also we're still working on PayPal and other things where you can give one-time gifts. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Thank you, Aaron. And what I like to say along those lines is when you become a member of this uh, organically growing movement, it's really not a podcast. When you, when you come into our community, you're going to recognize that. It's all about standing in the gap. And we specifically have a heart for homeless people, children, and family unit. Just Satan is attacking all that. Satan is trying to decimate the family unit. So we're very focused on that. 
So there are several organizations, NPO, which stands for nonprofit organizations, that we give part of our membership fee into that to help those organizations thrive. So if a listener is out there, you know, in the Muslim community or Jewish community or, you know, are out there and, and you have those type of organizations, please, please let us know, email us, because we only know the ones that are in our purview. And obviously we're going to do a validation and a vetting process. But if we see it's a legitimate organization that are helping children, helping the homeless, doing things in education, we will gladly give in to them part of our membership fees that come in. So um, I think that's really all. Well, um, I think we got our housekeeping notes. Um, and I'd like to turn it up. Sandy, if you could open us up. But by the way, there is something very important. I know there's a lot of you out there that are atheists or Muslim or Jewish or we happen to be believers in Jesus Christ, but we do not, we're not prejudiced. We're not trying to put forth anything on you. It's just, that's our filter. That's the area we're coming from. But we highly respect you all as free-thinking individuals and and we want you part of our community. So pray to whoever your God is. And if you don't pray to a God, just hold to the, the fact that you, you, I'm sure you have morals that you run your family by, and they're not going to conflict with our moral compass. So we welcome you here and just, we respect you and give you the grace for who you believe in or don't believe it. And, and we love you. God loves us. You know, God loves us all. We're all God's children. We know that God designed you. But I will tell you this, one of the most powerful prayers that you could ever, if you want to pray, you don't have to, you could just speak to the atmosphere and say, hey, God, or infinite intelligence, will you reveal to me the true living God that created the universe. If you ask that, I guarantee you that you're going to go on a path that's wild that actually blow your mind. And at the end of that path will be God. So that's all we want you to do is to connect with the, the Father. So um, go ahead and open us, uh, open us up, Sandy. Sure. Well, Father God, I thank you that you will touch every heart today. And there is something in this message that reaches deeply into every soul that listens to this. I thank you that my words and the words spoken here are seasoned with discernment and kindness and love. And uh, I thank you that we just have a great time today together. So let's party on in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 This is God speaking through, we believe, you don't have to believe it, but we believe this is God speaking through Sandy to us. So go ahead. Okay, so I just want to tell you a little bit about this word. When God gives me a word a lot of times, it's just instant, and I'll just speak it out to people or to a congregation. But sometimes when he wants to pass it around, he'll have me just sit down and I just start typing and he just goes right through me. And that's how he does this. So this word was given August 10th, 2022 to a church that did not understand the gift of Holy Spirit. And God was trying to get people to understand who he was and his heart for them. So then again, he had me give it the other day. And then at Timothy Sherman's again, and that's how we ended up hooking up. But anyway, here it goes. The resurrection of America. There is a time and a place for all to live and see the glory of the Lord. I am the Lord and I change not. 
I'm about to show myself through my people. How you say? Through my sons and daughters who long for freedom and are now awake. Do you say there is no hope in America? There is no hope in the church? But when all hope is lost and considered dead, I bring a resurrection. I am the resurrection, and so is my body. I'm about to resurrect my body through the body of Christ in a renewed way. My way will be with truth and compassion. Eyes will be opened and the blind will see. Miracles heal and healings in the hearts of the walking dead. Who is the walking dead, you ask? Look around you. Look in the parks, stores, neighborhoods, and yes, even the churches. Many are weak and sick and blinded by lack of knowledge and understanding of my spirit. I have companioned the church to receive the baptism of the fire of the Holy Spirit and to manifest this power to the world. But many say, it is not my gift. So you reject my gift I have offered you? Yes, it is a gift, but also it is a commandment I have given you. Many think that they have received my gift, but know nothing on how to use this power. You can instead put it on a shelf and make excuses. Many leaders have ignored that part of my word. This has caused a delay in the lives of those who could be ministered to. I have given my word and my commandments, and now you choose. You can obey, or the blood is on your own hands. Are you truly my watchmen? My servants and friends walk in absolute faith and obedience. Are you willing? Then receive of me and manifest my gift to the world. Many are dying without repentance and salvation. You say America's gone? I say no. I'm about to resurrect America. You say I will stay in my home and protect myself? Many live in fear and are sick and even after being prayed for, fall back into claiming their sickness time and time again. That is not faith. There is no protection other than faith and obedience to me, your Lord and Savior. Many have not discerned my body through honest, true communion and have not discerned the body of Christ. You pick and choose who is worthy to be equal with you. There are many I have called to fivefold ministry, but out of ignorance you reject them. They do not look like what you think they should be. You all are part of my body. Each of you are called to an assignment uniquely. I decide those assignments and no one else. Your commitment and faithfulness is to me above all else. Many parts of the body are dragging useless dead bones around. And I am about to resurrect those dead bones. They will not look like what you expect. And many appear peculiar, but they will be part of my body. America will be resurrected through my body and the dead bones of America will revive and come back to life once again. There is a rumbling in the ground. There's a stirring in the clouds. There is a fire of my Holy Spirit coming down and settling into the dead. I am moving my fire breathers around to different areas, churches, locations, a new life of true worshipers, and yes, patriots that care for America, one nation under God. 
There is no separation of church and state as the enemy would like you to believe. Greet my beloved that have come from other areas. This is my kingdom. The government is on my shoulders, and I have called my people to occupy until I come. I am strategically repositioning many. I am calling for an occupied land dominated by my spirit-filled body, my beloved bride. I will not come for an unclean bride. As my bride arises, so will America. So I call you to light your lamps with my oil, the pure oil of the Holy Spirit, to come down to dwell within you and shine as a light in America. Shine brightly through your words and walk as I've called you to walk in power with no fear. Be bold because you have been chosen for this time and this place to manifest my glory and to resurrect the body of Christ and America. Declare and pray that America is one nation under God and speak my freedom. I am the true commander in chief and say it is so. Wow. That's God. (laughs) That's not me. (laughs) Anyway, what would you like me to talk about now? Well, you can elaborate on the word a little more and give your your thoughts on it, your personal perspective. So throughout my life, I have seen and I've been in and out of churches, in and out of different things, involved in a lot of things politically and ministering to people on the streets. You know, I'll walk up to people and and I just see the hurt and the lack of understanding who God truly is in their lives. So this word is the Lord telling people, I see you. I'm there. I see you. And when no one else sees you, I have given you beautiful and precious gifts. And so many of you don't believe in who you are. You don't hear God's voice. Uh, You're so wrapped up in despair that you're not able to really see who he is and how much he loves you and cares for you and will protect you in the strangest situations. He will go out of his way to show his love for you. And even in the church, many of the churches are dead. And people, the dead are in the churches as much as they are any other place. They're steeped in a religious attitude that hurts people, uh, that controls people. And uh, many, many people have been touched I'm talking specifically about the Christian church, but many different kinds of churches, many religions. Women have been very abused in leadership, even within the Christian church. I've encountered many churches and people that call themselves Christians or other religions where women basically are treated like little slaves. And you wouldn't think that would be in America, but I think we, as women, we buy into the whole thing. And I don't. So I find the people, God shows me those people. He puts them in my path and shows them how special they are, how in his eyes they are so unique and so 
wonderfully gifted and he wants to partner with them, be their comforter, be their commander in chief too, and help them rise up to be all that he's called them to be. Thank you. And 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 two things. Number one, it's central to our heartbeat here at Stand in the Gap because our whole thing, you know, you'll hear us say every time, or at least me and Aaron will do it from a different angle, but I say, turn off your remote, get off the couch and go into your community. Do something. Right. Do something. Now, women obviously don't go into the really bad parts of your city, but, you know, how about being aware of your environment. You're checking out at the local grocery store and there's a mom, you know, in Connecticut, it's called the gray card. That's the welfare card. So there's a mom with three kids. You see their clothes are dirty. Whatever's in your heart, go give them five, 10, whatever. Do an act of kindness. Smile at that. I guarantee that mom feels embarrassed every time she goes in the store. Now she may not wear it, you know, on her sleeve like some of us do, but you know, it, 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 it can break that hard shell. It could let her know that there are people that actually care from another culture because nine times out of 10, it's going to be a different culture. And so you're, you're, you're making them feel good because, hey, you know, look at you. There by the grace of God go. I, and I lived that. I, I was one step from being homeless. And, you know, you wouldn't think so. I remember one time I read an article in, in New York City with the New York Times in an interview a guy that was a Harvard graduate and professor that ended up homeless through different circumstances. And so you never know what somebody's story is being homeless. Yeah. Uh, our hearts for this show is not just helping the homeless, helping the, the needy, but also opening up people's eyes to see. Open your eyes. Don't just walk by a person in need. Don't just walk by. And he's talked about the lady at the grocery store. Why don't you blow her mind and tell her, put that food stamp card or welfare card away. Uh, I'm going to pay for this. Everybody might not be able to, to do that, but if you have the ability or the opportunity to blow somebody's mind, especially if you're a believer, um, you can be the world to one person at that time. You know, you can really be... Uh, something amazing uh, for that person. I, I don't know if you guys know who Todd White is. Um, yeah. One of the things that Todd White does when he goes to a restaurant, and I'm not saying this for pride or, or anything like this or puffing him up at all, but he tries so hard to give 100% tip. So if he spends if he spends $100 on a meal, then he's giving a hundred dollar tip to the waitress and blowing her mind. Wow, I've never his or her mind. Um, wow. And that and that's what he says. He says that um, he doesn't always go out with his family to the restaurants, uh, but when he does, he does do that. Um, and then he says, "You know what? Hey, I didn't give you this tip. God did." And you'll say, "For God so loved, He gave." That should be our heart's desire also is to say, hey, you know what? Let me first of all wake up and see what's around me. And then 
let me be a light in somebody's life. You never know what little thing that you might do. You can be the world to one person. You might be talking to somebody and just because you stopped to talk to them, they might not commit suicide. I've had a couple of situations where I would talk to somebody and be like, hey, uh, you're awesome. God thinks you're awesome. And that completely turned their life around. And so, yeah, that's what we want here. But also uh, hoping you can add more to this. Um, you're talking about resurrection of the U.S. You know, and so that kind of implies that um, if something is resurrected, it means they died. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, 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 God's given me a picture of you, Sandy. Uh-huh. You're a, you're a defibrillator in the sphere. That's what this word is doing. I would say that's very true. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes I can give it quite a jolt. <laughs> <laughs> so if you can share more about that on on how you see um, the state that we're in right now. Um, because the word was that he's going to resurrect. So that means the state that we're in now as a nation is a state of being dead or or being pretty close to it. And so if you can add more to that, that'd be awesome. I talk about the walking dead. And if you look around you, people are so hurt and broken and dead in their hearts and confused. And um, they're angry. And they are manipulated by the media, even in some of the churches, even in some of the religions, they're controlled. They're not thinking for themselves. And so I believe, I mean, when I get up in the morning, I ask God, put someone in my path today. And so wherever I go, I usually am looking for that person. Sometimes I miss it. Look for the easy target instead of the guy that looks really mean in the wheelchair. I'll look for the little lady that I would prefer it to be. And he's worked with me on that to go after the guy that's on the street that's drunk or whatever, and obviously on drugs and just start talking to him. And God will show me their heart, show me their past, uh, show me their calling. And I'll usually just start with, hey, can I pray for you? And then I speak into their life. Here's an example. This is a fun one. I actually was married before. This is my second marriage. And I was married for 16 years and was a pastor in Alaska with a man, my husband. And after 16 years of marriage, turned gay. So he was gay. We're very close, very good friends still. We have three kids together. And he lives in uh, California now. But God has given me an ability. At first, I had to forgive because it was a little shocking, hard to compete with a guy, you know, to win him back. But uh, God has given me an ability to minister to gay people a lot and speak into their lives. And it's really a wonderful thing. And I love it. And so one day I was sitting here earlier this year. And I just said, Lord, give me someone to talk to today to speak into their life. And I got in my truck, pulled out 
And here was a lady down the street who is, she's married to another woman. And she's always been a little leery of me because I have God bless America on my garage and flags everywhere. She was just standing on the street, just staring down. And I just pulled up and I said, are you okay? And she looked at me and she said, no, I'm not okay. And so I put my truck in park. And she told me that her mom was in the hospital. She had dementia severely, but she also had COVID and they wouldn't let her have access to her. And she felt like she was going to pass away. And she was really distraught. And so we talked and then it turned out that she had been a Christian when she was a child, but had been really treated badly because she was attracted to women. And finally she walked away, but she said, I still believe in Jesus. And so we talked about just that relationship and I didn't get into all the what's right and what's wrong. I talked about her relationship with God and how much God loved her. And then we prayed for her mom. And she felt she only had a few days to live. And a week later, I saw her. She pulled up at my house when I was out front. And I said, well, how are you doing? And she said, I'm doing great. And I said, well, how's your mom doing? And she said, she's doing great. She is walking. She And we had prayed for that dementia to go away for her mother. And she said, she's totally clear. The dementia has gone. She's now in a nursing home and she's doing really well. And she was in her 80s. Awesome. And, and she said, it was amazing. And then she, she said, I'm going to get closer to, to the Lord again. I'm really going to do that. And she was a musician here in town. So she invited us to come to her concert. And so it was that day in a couple hours. So we went over and we walked up to the concert and she got on the mic and said, there's my wonderful neighbors that I love so much. <laughs> I thought, boy, you didn't love me before. <laughs> but we've become really good friends. And that's just one of the many things that happens is just you look for that person that's in need and God will put them in front of you. And, and what I like about it is you didn't allow what the person was going through. Uh, to stop you from talking to them. I know that some Christians would be like, oh, that person is living in sin, so I'm not going to go and talk to them. But because you said, you know what, hey, I'm going to find the the foundation. You know, the foundation is that God loves them. And because of that, you were able to not just impact her heart, draw her closer to Jesus, but also bring healing and sound mind to her mother. That's awesome that you would put all that aside and say, hey, I'm still going to go. And we need to learn from that. Speaking to all our listeners here, we need to learn from that all the time. Uh, we should not necessarily look at what's wrong, but we need to look at the foundation that Jesus loves them. So two things. First off, 
I had no idea that you're a true stand in the gap or Sandy, you're one of the first ones when our t-shirt comes out, you will get a stand in the gap because you, my friend, stand in the gap. That's what it's all about is being aware of your surroundings and taking a risk and opening your mouth and caring about the person in front of you. Jesus was a servant to all. I was guilty of this. I'm, I'm a businessman. I'm a kingdom businessman. And I'd sit down and people would be talking their story. And the whole time in the back of my head, I'm not proud of this, but I'm transparent. The whole time in the back of my head is, how am I going to fit them into my agenda? And a mentor of mine said, dude, you're missing it. I thought I was doing the kingdom thing. You're right. It's not about Vinny's agenda. It's, it's not about Sandy's agenda. It's about that person really caring about. So I'm proud of you. You, you get the first stand the gap shirt. And the second thing, Aaron, is you just talked about the elephant in the room because I was waiting for the elephant to come out. Because you said statement, which there was no animos in what you're sta- saying, and you said the right thing, but you said the person's in sin. Well, everybody's in sin. Everybody's, you know, sin is rebellion. It's rebellion. So we all have issues of the heart, and we put weights on sin. Now, in the natural realm, there's different consequences for your action. So there are different consequences for different levels of sin. But the the believer or just the Christian that curses and yells at his wife and puts his wife down as he's on the way to work is just as much in sin as the person that's in a perverse relationship. And I won't define what a perverse because there are many definitions of perverse relationships. So the point I say to that is that we need to change the narrative by changing how we look at one another. There by the grace of God goes, am I the first one that's going to cast a stone? Who am I to judge somebody? I'm not going to judge them because God says to me, the only thing I should judge anyway is the fruit. And it's not fruits, it's the fruit of the spirit. So that's the only judgment I pass on people. I don't even look at their incomes or the, you know, what they wear as clothes. Some people say, hey, Vinny, you're a businessman. Look at what you're wearing. You're dressing like a teenager. And your point, I happen to dress the way God tells me to dress. Okay, dude. So you check that at the cur- curb. You know what I'm saying? I, I really don't give a rip. And, and, and I don't. You know why I don't? Because I used to dress in a suit, be all sweaty and all this stuff. And I was miserable. And yeah, I made some good money. I had some good years, but I had some very miserable years. Until I became free. You sparked something, Sandy, today, and so did you, Aaron, is that we have to take our eyes off. Well, we don't have to. But God, in your in your letters, Resurrection of America, says, take your eyes, wake up, you know, rigor mortis. You know what I'm saying? Don't let, don't let so many are in the state of rigor mortis, which is even beyond. Lazarus smelt the fourth day. You're beyond that smell. You're, you're into that rigor mortis stage, but you're not beyond Jesus Christ and him crucified to turn your life around. You're definitely not beyond that. I think the one thing that I've learned through many years of walking with God, and it's it's a lot of years, we hear the term Christ-like, that we're made in his image and we're being transformed into that image. So my concern really is, truly is, am I portraying the spirit in me, allowing that spirit to work through me to touch what God wants, to touch people's lives? And it's about the one. It's about the one person. 
out there that needs that moment of encouragement or that moment of help or a few extra bucks or some groceries or just a hug. Sometimes it's just a hug and telling them God really loves you and he's not done with you yet. He's got a calling on your life. So what can I do to help you rise up to see that you're special? More and more as I look at people, I look for the moment where I can see their spirits because they've got one in there. And I look for it and I'll literally see uh, glimpses of the Christ in them that is trying to shine through. And uh, it's really fun to see because I have to dig sometimes. I have to ignore some of the, you know, anger or even the dislike of me when I'm speaking to them. But usually if I can look in and see that beautiful part of them and grab it and try and bring it to the surface and know that I'm only doing it by the power of God, then it's amazing. It's such a joy to to experience. So that's kind of that. So as you were talking, you know, God showed me two images. He showed me stability. Earthen the Salvation Army at the Bells during Christmas time. They interact with so many different type of people, all different walks of life. And some people get mad that they're standing there. Not a lot, but some do. They feel the pressure, the obligation, and they're ringing their bell and they're trying to get people to donate. And there's some interactions there. And then he flashed before me Walt Disney World. Now, Walt Disney World, um, the highest trained and not necessarily, it used to be one of the highest paid positions in the whole park, is the people that sweep the streets. The reason they are the highest trained and highest paid is because they get stopped and asked for directions on how to go from the park. Walt Disney was on to something there. It's when we start getting involved in that human connection, because again, Spain's goal is to keep you cocoon, keep you paranoid, think everybody's evil, and not talk to anybody that Muslim's going to stab you in the back. That that African-American guy, he's going to rob you. That white guy is going to be an angry jerk and, and prejudiced against you. So we get compartmentalized because that's what Satan wants to do. But if you start talking, yeah, there are some bad places. You know, there are people. I, I, I don't believe people are inherently evil. I believe they're influenced by the demonic realm. So there are people that are definitely carrying a lot of demons. So you got to have sermon and be careful. Again, woman, you, I don't expect you to go to the dangerous part of your city. But you know what? That that woman in the shopping is not dangerous. You could open your mouth and say something to that. That's how I believe America gets resurrected. Smith Wigglesworth, I think, or Andrew Murray, you guys will help me. One of the, one of the sages of our faith uh, said, you know, if you light yourself on fire, watch how many things burn and ha- watch how many people get attracted to you because they get attracted to that passion. So get be passionate about something. Let people catch your fire. Sandy, you're definitely somebody that lets people catch your fire. Thank you. I hope so. <laughs> let's try to switch gears a little. Let's bring, let's bring, uh, I, I read an article today in the news and the government, which we love and trust because we voted these knuckleheads into office, and I'm being kind, but I'm, I'm doing Romans 9-10. I don't want to scorn a, uh, an evildoer and have the rest turn back on me. But but anyway, I've got to be real careful. I, I could go somewhere. But, but 
they fudge the employment numbers. How do these people sleep at night? How? The basic, like, just really, how do you sleep at night? I know how you sleep at night. It's the way I used to sleep at night. A bottle of vodka, Ambien, or Trazodone. That's how you sleep at night. So don't tell me you're a friggin' hero. Don't tell me about your humanitarian awards. Take them and take them away from me. I don't want to see that. Because I know how you sleep at night. Because you lie to yourself. That's how you sleep at night. You lie so that I'm I'm ripping the lie out right now. I'm ripping I'm light into your darkness. You have no confidence. The intellectual mindset, I, I mean, Roland, you guys know who Roland Baker is, right? Heidi Baker's husband. He, he has such an incredible mind. He spoke in, in, in Boston one time, and he went right after the intellectual mindset. And he said, you know, something, the intellectual mindset is kindergarten when it comes to things of the spirit. I'm not putting you down. Uh, believe me, I, I give you kudos. You know, doctors, I, I'm not putting you down. You've done a lot of education, a lot of work, but you don't know the things of the spirit. You're so far from the reality that God is a supernatural God. He And we're supernatural beings. And supernatural, you shouldn't be afraid of that. It just means it's superior to the natural realm. That's all. You're superior to the natural realm. So guess what? You're as great as the greatest mind thinker, Plato, Socrates, Einstein. Well, he was inspired by God, but these all were inspired. It's still intellectual. And unless you enter the supernatural realm, I don't want to hear it. I really don't. Now, you might be cute. You might give me something for my day, but it's baseline. It's soul at best. Flesh in most cases. And Paul talks about the fact that your, your flesh is always that enmity with the spirit. So, folks, wake up and smell the coffee. You may try to make fun of us. It's okay. I love the mail that comes in that says we're whack jobs. We're, we're, we should be medicated. I love it. I really do. Because guess what? I'm not medicated anymore. I used to be. I used to have a mental nervous problem. I was diagnosed major depressive disorder with suicidal ideation. I was on some major meds. But guess what? I have a medication called Jesus Christ. He's the greatest doctor I've met. He's Dr. Feelgood. Remember that song, Dr. Feelgood? He's Dr. Feelgood. He makes me feel good all the time. That's all I need. A home spirit. That's it. See, I'm not better than you. I'm definitely not. I just live life differently now. So I'll, I'll turn it over to somebody. Regarding America and the government, that kind of stuff, it has been amazing. And I do believe that God is about to really expose. Uh, that's the word I keep getting this year, expose, expose, expose. And I think he is opening the eyes of those people that want justice and want righteousness in our country, you know, even young people, they're sick of it. They're sick of the mess that we're in here and other countries. Uh, we want our freedom. Here in Idaho, people want their freedom, but there's also a separatist attitude. So you deal with that. People don't trust you when you walk up to them a lot of times. They're very protective especially the further north you get in Idaho. I do walk into dangerous places. I'm sorry. I just do. I love doing that. <laughs> yeah. 
I just want to make sure I'm covered liability wise when I say that. That's all. Uh, okay. <laughs> Uh, you know, and I think God has had to place extra angels around me. <laughs> yeah. I keep him busy, I think. You know, we've done some uh, stuff that I'm very, it's really showed me where America is at, even in Idaho, uh, as far as we did a God's country freedom role, which was we had our trucks, we had U.S. flags, and then a Christian flag in the center, elevated. And we would go through town, and it said that it was a prayer convoy. And so we would go through town, and we would honk our horns. Coeur d'Alene is a very touristy town, in the summer especially, and it is also rated as one of the best places to move to, unfortunately, because now everybody's trying to come in here. It's really been amazing to see some of the stuff that I've gone through being flipped off constantly, but then cheered at the same time when they see the U.S. flags. And But it was definitely ordained of God. We, at the end of our season, we had four of the big trucks that were in D.C. that went that came in for the big truckers convoy, and God placed them at a table with us for our last time through. And we went through town with big semis with flags and train horns. And (laughs) it was a lot of fun. Of course, the sheriff kind of caught wind of who we were, but he likes us. He's a patriot. I've gone into places in meetings and just kind of stood there and prayed and watched things turn around. And that's the power of God. God is going to have his way. Eventually, he will always have his way. And that's what we have to understand. He may have to recircle around, readjust things, but ultimately, he wins. He already won. That's the thing. So it's fun. We had, it was really, God will protect you too. When we were doing the prayer convoy during the gay pride thing, And we were going around just as in, it was more about prayer to keep people safe. Because in Idaho, there was a group of people that wanted to intimidate everybody. That they called themselves Christians, but really they were more, I don't know, separatists, I would say. And so they were causing a lot of intimidation. So our goal was... Just, just to keep the peace and go through and pray. And we ended up uh, coming, Jerry and I ended up coming face to face with Antifa on a back street. And they were waving their gun at us and flipping us off and yelling. And then we just waved at him and said, God bless you. And later on, the same thing happened again. We ran into him again. And uh, the, and we had, we had ministered to some bikers And so they had been watching us go through town and there were people screaming at us, flipping us off and at a restaurant. And so they ran them off and we didn't know about it till later. But when we showed up at the restaurant, they said, boy, there was a big deal going on here. There were people that were yelling and screaming at you. And we just decided you were nice people and we just didn't like it. So we got rid of them. (laughs) 
The next day, the Lord showed me, get on TV. I want to show you something. And so I got on TV and the Antifa guys in this little clip on an alternative news station uh, were being arrested. And the Lord just said to me, no one messes with my anointed. No one. I will protect you. So if we get out there, we don't have to be afraid. And if you're a woman, yes, use wisdom. Sometimes I don't use wisdom, but use wisdom, ask God, and go for it. That's all I have to say on that. Amen. Wow, that was awesome. Uh, Just you stepping out, you going out there, and you actually making a difference. I really feel like those prayer rides with the trucks actually do change the atmosphere. And so thank you so much for that. So thank you, uh, Sandra, you know, for being a true stand in the gapper. I've started a new term, stand in the gapper. Do you like that, Aaron? <laughs> yeah, I love it. Yeah, it's kind of cool. So I, I always like to do the song and I'm going to do the lyrics from the song. I, I'm, I'm a music man. I love all different genres, types of music. I believe God, if God can speak to the jawbone of a, a jackass, then he can speak through anyone. And and there's a lot of secular, what they call secular songs that God speaks through. So this is on another day in paradise. And this is the heartbeat of Stand in the Gap. And it's by Phil Collins. She calls out to the man on the street, sir, can you help me? It's cold and I've got nowhere to sleep. Is there somewhere you can tell me? He walks on, doesn't look back. He pretends he can't hear her, starts to whistle as he crosses the street, seems embarrassed to be there. Oh, think twice, because it's another day for you, you and me in paradise. Oh, think twice, because it's another day for you, you and me in paradise. Think about it. She calls out to the man on the street. He can see she's been crying. She's got blisters on the soles of her feet. She can't walk, but she's trying. Oh, think twice, because it's another day for you, you and me in paradise. Oh, think twice, it's just another day for you, you and me in paradise. Think about it. Oh, Lord, is there nothing more anybody can do? That's the clarion call. Oh, Lord, is there nothing more anybody can do? Oh, Lord, there must be something you can say. You can tell from the lines on her face. And by the way, God is saying something. We just need to be aware of what he's saying. And then that's why we had Sandy today. You could tell from the lines on her face, she can see that she's been there, probably been moved on from every place because she didn't fit in there. How many of you don't feel like you don't fit in? Oh, think twice, because it's another day for you and me in paradise. Oh, think twice, it's just another day for you, you and me in paradise. Just think about it. Hmm, think about it. It's just another day for you and me in paradise. It's just another day for you and me in paradise. Paradise. Oh, just think about it. Paradise. Just think about it. Paradise. Mm, paradise. Paradise. Just another day. There are people right now. It's, um, it's nighttime in Thailand. There's people right now sleeping on dirt floors. My wife. She has a 22-year-old daughter. She was a single mom. She would stay up at night. She wouldn't sleep. You know why she couldn't sleep? Because first of all, she was keeping one eye open so that people wouldn't steal her daughter and rape her daughter. 
because Thailand and America are the largest countries for pedophilia. 40,000 children abducted in each country. And so she would keep one eye open and she'd fan her child because there was no air conditioning. Think about it. And you and I go to sleep on our, but we sleep on mattresses, comfortable. Just open your eyes like Sandy does and take your eyes off yourself and put it on somebody else. Go ahead, Eric. Yeah, that's our heartbeat. And I'm just repeating things over and over again, you know, because repetition is important. We need to hear over and over again, hey, get your eyes off yourself and see what's going on around. And Sandy really brought that to our eyes again. And it's crazy how I know that we're not really telling our guests what to say or what topics to talk about or anything like that. But it all comes back to this, hey, open your eyes, pull your head out of your butt and wake up and see what's around you. Because we, we believe that one person might not be able to make the difference. One person can't bring 100% of the solution, but 100 people can be, bring 1% of the solution very comfortably, which could fix the problem. And that's what we want to see, is we want to see people waking up, people making a difference in other people's lives. And you don't have to be a follower of Christ to do this. You just see a need, see a problem and say, okay, let me fix it. And also that we would wake up from our death sleep and be resurrected and step into what God has for this nation. And so that's, that's our prayer. Uh, Sandy, go ahead. So I feel like the Lord is showing me that I'm seeing a picture of uh, a young man with his head in his hands, and he's just in a dark place. And he's confused, and he feels like he doesn't really know what to do. He, he just doesn't have any hope. And if that's you out there, I think you've probably been involved in a lot of drugs, a lot of confusion. And I feel like you're considering taking your life. The Lord is about to intervene. He's going to send someone to you. I don't know if it's a knock on, on the door or you're walking down the street, but we are praying right now that he sends someone to you because you're important to him. He cares deeply for you. And he's saying, all is not lost. I'm about to change your life. I'm going to send people to you that are going to help you get straight and clean. And he's going to do that for you. So hang on. We want you to hang on. We will be praying. I will be praying for you. I got a picture of you. I believe the Holy Spirit just gave me the kid's name. Your name is David. Your name is David. David is the young man. So we've got you. God's got you in the cross, Harris, in a good way. The cross. Come to the cross. I, I'd say he's in his probably early 20s. Yeah. Dark hair. Mm-hmm. Uh, little longer hair, not too long. But anyway, he's just, I see him in a sweatshirt with a hoodie, a gray sweatshirt. Anyway, that's that one. Um, Let me see what else I'm seeing. I see uh, there are people in abusive relationships right now and they've lost their identity 
And it's not so much that they are being physically abused, but they're being controlled. And they're being told that they're worthless by their so-called spouses or loved ones. And the Lord wants you to know he's there with you. You are not worthless. You do have an important voice. And he is telling you to put up boundaries that are his boundaries with the word. Put on the word and believe what God says you are. That God says you are created in his image, that you are precious in his sight, that he loves you, that you have things to speak and say, and your voice is important. He's going to release the voices of women right now because women have been stifled. And he's done with that. He's totally done with that. Yes. Voices have been stifled in the churches, in, in religion, in ministries. And I believe that's just the curse from Genesis. It is a curse, and Jesus took away that curse. And he stifles men, too, in different ways. He's changing them uh, to not be what they're called to be and degrading them. And it causes major contention in what God planned to be a beautiful thing called marriage and unity in the spirit. And we have to work together and we have to respect each other and honor each other. And so uh, I think God is going to do a big change. There is a a ministry called Her Voice Ministry going to D.C. uh, this next year. Lou Engel had a vision of that. And I went to Portland and got involved in that ministry. It's a prayer ministry. And their plan is to have one million Esters go to D.C. and pray. And then about 250,000 men go with them uh, just as backup protection, that kind of thing. So that's going to be really exciting to see this next year. And I believe it'll have an impact. It'll be right before the election. So I think there's a lot of people out there that feel like you are worthless for God. You don't know what to do. You're living in fear. He wants you to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. The only way to really move without fear is to have that spirit fully dwelling within you and moving and being Christ-like. So I encourage everybody today to seek that, look for that, and ask God. He, you know, he can give that to you. Uh, ask Jesus. Have Jesus come into your life. I believe that's the one way that you truly can have that fullness that he came to give. He said, I am come that they might have life and have it more abundantly, fully fully abundant. It's available for all of us. In every situation, there is lemonade out of lemons that he can do for you. Yes. Uh, Just look for the lemonade. Look for him. He's here for you. He's right next to you. I think people just don't understand that. And I ask myself every day, am I behaving as if Jesus is here, as if the Lord is here? every moment because he is. So I have to hold myself accountable. 
to that. And I'm always checking to make sure that I'm walking in love, always, because there are times I don't. So anyway, that would be Excellent. my encouragement to people. Excellent, Sandy. So before you close in prayer with us, can you remind everyone how to reach out to you to get, you know, find out about your coming book, um, God is Jealous for You? Uh, go ahead and just let them know. Yes, you can find me on Facebook, uh, Sandy Lane Garmeyer, or you can email me at krssvc at gmail.com. And I'm working on some podcasts, that kind of thing. And I'll let you know if I come up with something. <laughs> and and by the way, folks, Garmeyer is spelled G as in George, A, R as in Robert, M as in Mary, I as in Igloo, R as in Robert, E as in Edward. So. Sandy Lane Garmeyer, or is it just Sandy Garmeyer? Sandy Lane Garmeyer on Facebook. If you want to see me prophesy sometimes, I do prophesy at the Oasis Church, and it's on Facebook and YouTube, Oasis Foursquare Church in uh, Coeur d'Alene. So, yeah. And you want me to close up with her? Guns and the glory of God. (laughs) God's gun and... If you saw the picture I have on my wall right next to me that went up two weeks ago, it's a picture of the uh, flag and Trump with my daughter and (laughs) son-in-law. And they just met him a couple of weeks ago and prayed over him. So I don't want to put you on the spot, but we'd love to have you back down the road when the Holy Spirit nudges us. You know, get a hold of us when your book's published. We'd love okay. to have you back on, Sandy. It's been an honor and a pleasure to have a stand in the gap or the first ones that's going to be wearing the shirt as stand in the gap. Um, yeah. So, so close it out. Okay. So, Father, I thank you for these beautiful people that are listening today. And I, I thank you, Lord, that you will show them and encourage them and open their eyes to the love that you have for them. Lord, I ask that you would send those ministering warriors that love you so much out onto the streets, out into the stores, and just everywhere where you send them, send your warring angels around these people, protect these people, and bring hope to them, Lord. They have a hope and a future, and you have plans for them, Lord, and I thank you that those callings and those plans will now go into effect. I just cancel the plans of evil ones. I I just declare in the name of Jesus, just healing wholeness for those listening today. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen, amen. Well, folks, we're signing off. Love you. Remember, the best is yet to come. Amen. Take care. Bye.